Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad, a very special episode as always, but uh, right beside me, my wind beneath my wings, my one and my only, uh, Shane W. Brennan is my co-host. How are you doing, Shane? I'm I'm great. I'm great, Aaron. Wind beneath my wings. I think you've described me as that like four or five times now. Yeah, well, if it's true, it's true. It's true and it's true. we're <laughs> also joined, a very special episode because we're joined by Philippa Allen, who is Global Brand Communications Manager, Hendrix Gin and Malagra Tequila. Hello, Philippa. How are you doing? Hi, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. So, uh, Philippa, you have uh, a long and illustrious career across some very, very exciting brands, uh, both domestically and internationally, working across McDonald's, Deliveroo, William Grant, a number of alcohol brands as well. Um, How do you find uh, the difference between marketing for even if it's an international brand to a domestic market versus doing doing comms for for a global uh, a global plan, what's what's the the major differences you you come across there when you're going to doing that? Yeah, I think so. Together, and we worked together years ago on McDonald's, where I worked on the Irish team for McDonald's, and and um, that was obviously a, a local role. And I think the main difference is that when you're working on the ground on a brand, you're taking the global strategy or the global plans or campaigns and you're localizing them and interpreting interpreting them in terms of say an Irish market or a UK market or wherever you're based so you are really responsible for the local direction of the brand and you know how you're taking that global insight and making it work for your market adapting the assets putting the media plan together and then making locally relevant metrics to ensure the brand is being driven forward Whereas in my global role currently and in previous global roles I've done, you're very much the architect of the strategy and you're coming up with the overall global insight, what the big challenges are on the brand and the overall direction of the brand and then developing global campaigns that can be rolled out around the world. So I guess it's more of a um, strategy versus implementation difference. Um, And on the local role, you're very much getting into getting into kind of the down and dirty of the brand and making it work locally whereas in the global role you're developing more of the overarching strategy it's a big difference and and the big question from that then is is which do you prefer which do i prefer <laughs> oh god i'm gonna be so political <laughs> the, the, i know both are great and i think you have to have experience in both um to understand both sides of it i love the global side of it because um we get to be very creative um and I love trying to crack a challenge that needs to work across multiple markets and multiple cultures. Yeah. I think that's super interesting. So I do love that side of it. I think the local side, I wouldn't be in my global role if I hadn't done the local side of it. So I think the local side, you have to understand how you know local agencies work, local cultural nuance works, local retailers, media planners, everything like that, and how to execute it on the ground. You have to understand that and the difficulties in doing that, plus the kind of opportunities and the local chances to make a difference with the brand to be able to do the global global role, if that makes yeah. sense. And I suppose it would put um, put good guide rails on, okay, how hog wild can we go 100%. on this brand? And then you realize, okay, no, that we're way off the global brand standards for this you know we have to stick to x y and z and then trying to do something innovative on the ground while still being very much of that international brand that you're working with do you do you in your global role now and you, i know you said you're you're creating you know you get to create these 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 
bits of comms that, that work across all these different markets do you miss the the local kind of on the street kind of what can we do that i can see live in a month's time you know that that kind yeah. of activation type of stuff yeah i know what you mean in terms of kind of yeah i the, the tactical elements of it i yeah. guess you don't yeah you don't get to be as close to them in a global role in that you're developing things and then you're passing them on to your market partners to to implement them we're really lucky at william grant so in that we work really closely with the market so we've obviously got priority markets for each of the brands and they're different across all of the brands depending on kind of what stage the brand is at and for most of our say campaigns or projects we'll either partner with a brand to, to bring something to life so whether it's a campaign or an experiential or whatever it is or most definitely on everything we work on we do kind of initial initial I guess fact finding missions with all of the markets so we get to say work with five to ten markets to figure out okay does this make sense for your market is it going to bomb in your market will it work does it resonate will your agencies be able to take this toolkit and use it so without that kind of to and from uh, between the brands it, neither side would work um yeah. so yeah but no i think sometimes i know sorry equally then to your question sorry when something is activated really really well they provide us sometimes we get to go which is great so you get to see things live and um, when we're invited we get to go and see things live which is so <laughs> satisfying and um, but yeah I think they we have a really good relationship in terms of we both bring each other along the way in terms of the development of either local or global assets so you do feel ownership from both sides I hope yeah that's cool that's really cool yeah and uh I know you've 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 a, a great selection of ads uh, that we've had a sneak peek of already. So look forward to getting into those. But from from just your own personal perspective, as as as, as you as a marketer, mm. regardless of what role you're in, what's the kind of ads that that you're like, yeah, that's that's a class ad. What what gets it, what gets you going when it comes to to great ads? Oh uh, yeah, so you know, there's always the difficult: is it emotional or functional, or is it emo funk? That horrible term in the middle, um, which you know, I think that's kind of the, <laughs> and I'm gonna totally sit on the fence in the middle, where I'm very much in the emotional passionate like brand building ad i love ads like that you know they mm. really do make me cry i sat in a conference two weeks ago crying to one of the ads i'm going to show we're going to show today <laughs> so um you know i love those kind of ads but with like a big caveat that brands that do emotional ads really well have the product so interwoven into the narrative that you barely even notice that you're being sold the product or the service or the lifestyle or whatever they're trying to push. And that's why they can get away with doing the big emotive ad because in every scene or in every kind of piece of the story, the product is integral. So I think that kind of takes the emotional and functional bucket. But like, you know, on the same sense, if, if you're selling a toilet cleaner, you know, it doesn't need to be an emotional ad. It needs to be free functional, epic. you know? I need to see that white toilet bowl. So yeah, the I think, you know, there, there's benefits to both sides of it, but the ones that kind of, oh yeah, like that I just love are those big brand ads that sell kind of a lifestyle or tap into memory or tap into a strong emotion. And I think mm -hmm. you'll see that from the ads I've shared with you. Um, but yeah, with the caveat though, that they have to nail the product being woven in throughout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you're the first person who's who's identified emotional ads as their favorites, but has had that brand uh, needs to work for the business kind of caveat yeah. Yeah. hitched onto it because it's so easy to get lost in the development of of a story, you know, and and 
and and and create something gorgeous and then at the end of it, you're like oh shit yeah put the website logo at the end there and <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and i think it's down to kind of like where your brand's at you know if your brand yeah. positioning is so solid it's so recognized and um, your brand almost becomes separate to the product in a way that you're selling this mm-hmm. bigger thing and if you're at that stage you know you're nailing it as a brand so yeah. you can get away with doing these big um passionate emotional story emotional stories that people can relate to in a wider sense aside from just drinking your drink or you know whatever it is get to stretch the legs as a brand then yeah really really have fun i think uh, i think that's that's definitely my appetite whetted now for for some some class ads so (laughs) and apologies if i just start bawling in the middle of this (laughs) (laughs) this episode is brought by kleenex uh all that kind of crack so yeah hand over to you philippa for to introduce our first ad uh what, what what can we expect to see here Okay, so I have two sports ads today and like you can trust me, I am not good at any sports. So just in case that was um, (laughs) why you thought I picked them, I'm not. Um, So the first one is for Electric Ireland GA Minor Championship. So I, I think it was by Rothko. I absolutely love this ad because so, okay, they're not necessarily selling a product here. They're selling a a service, I guess, or just a, a cultural um organization that they want people to join right so for exactly the points that i just mentioned this is it's selling a lifestyle it's selling what the ga is about it makes you want to join the ga it's raw it taps into nostalgia and kind of everyone even though i didn't play ga but there's scenes in it that make me relate to my childhood or my brother's childhood um and it just oh it's gritty and it kind of gives you goosebumps and it has an amazing copy line. And actually, sorry, that's the other thing about great ads. I think ads that nail a copy line that just get repeated mm-hmm. throughout natural discourse, then you've got it as well. So I think they've ticked the box on, on all of those fronts. Some moments teach you all you need to know about yourself. The Electric Ireland GAA Minor Championships. This is major. It's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. This is major. It's just yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's such a good it, line. It it sums up that line sums up so many of the scenes we had just watched in in the piece and while they don't look major because they're like really quick slices at that point in your life you know when that's happening most of those are major do you yeah, know they're uh, so significant yeah and you know not absolutely. getting picked for the team or missing the disco because you have to go to training or something like they're you know they're the end of your life when you're a 13 year old you know so uh yeah i think i just think it relates to that period of time that people even if it wasn't yourself it was in your family or you remember the the early starts on a saturday morning or the kind of endless bus trips or that kind of stuff where i i love it yeah brilliant like 
for me, yeah, I do, I do adore this ad. It's 2014 it came out, and I remember when it came out. It's the, There's one shot that makes it for me, um, and it because it's my entire teenage youth, which was um, coming back from training late and the, the, the food being on the table yeah. with the, the clean film on it. That was that was every every day <laughs> so like i just and i i just think that shot to me i remember when i saw that i was like oh god they know exactly what what they're talking about here because mm-hmm. i've never seen it it's never been represented it's the least appetizing attractive thing yeah, the but pork yeah, chop when, yeah but when you're starving and you're back in from training and you've been in school all day and it's fucking 9 p.m you're like yep this is amazing yeah, yeah. i'm delighted something's made yeah um I, I love that and like there's little things like the the filmmaking here and the editing choices like there's subtle things like showing the birds nesting in the clubhouse to show time of year yeah during there's little things that you notice that like just bring you back to the time of year it is walking down the school corridor but there's no one there because it could be near the end of the year and you're kind of like leave uh, doing the leave search yeah maybe yeah. you're going to exam yeah. um i just think the because like there's no dialogue in this no, but it tells yeah, such a strong story. Such yeah. a strong story, and like the, the the dusk shot where they're shifting, and that's yeah. that's like that's like into that. the Debs think, kind yeah. of thing, you know. Yeah, it yeah. Looks like up at like the text, like can you meet me after training? Mm. The yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's so well, so well crafted as a as a narrative yeah. without any words. It's just and actually, Shane, that's if it's only this watching. This is probably my tenth. 12th time watching this ad it's the first time i noticed the birds as well doing the nesting mm. uh, maybe it's because we're in that time of year right now and i'm mm. actually noticing them doing that but i thought that that was that's very clever and you yeah. wonder was that planned or was that they're on on set and they just got it do you know that kind of way oh i'd say i'd say it was um they were just trying to capture it so they sent someone out and were like just capture what spring and summer kind of feels like in these spaces mm. like spend a couple of days on it and I'd say they just came across a few things. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. say there was a reference to, to birds, but the exact shot, I don't know. I think it just taps into that, like that we talked about this, but the the power of memory and how it can mm. just, you know, there was all those different, and even kind of the shower scene as well. You can remember like, when you get up super early and the immersion hasn't been on and the shower is cold and you're like, yeah. oh my God, this is the worst day. It's like the start of the day. I think everyone can just remember those moments that it puts you in that, but it equally makes the GA feel that lifestyle, even though it was showing the grimmest moments of that lifestyle. Yeah. Then when it gets to kind of the match scenes, it evokes a completely different memory of kind of like the surge of adrenaline when you're in those sort of scenarios and the really attractive side of sport and the kind of community feel of sport and everything. So mm. it just goes from those, it uses just really strong emotions to depict the whole thing, which just, they nail it. Yeah, makes you want to join a golf club at the end, which is a little go, I guess. Yeah. What I think is also amazing about the music choice yeah. is for me, I've been thinking about this for a while and I've thought about it a few times. I've never put my, my finger on it properly, but what it actually reminds me of is the frantic pace of being a teenager. It's yeah. just that fran- it's frantic. It's like, I, even when I'm watching it there, it's like, yeah, okay, I've got to go. I've got to go meet her up and I've got to text this. I've got to go with my mates. We're in the car. It's Saturday morning. Oh God, I've got to do this. I've got to match on. Oh, I, like your man wakes up with the TV on. It's everything. Nothing is yeah. planned because you're such a kid, but you're expected to do so many things and you're trying mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. become an adult. 
and it just feels like that drum line. It's like you're just going, yeah. going, 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 going. There's no reflection, meditation, <laughs> chilling, relaxing. You don't want that. All you want to do is move. But even, even in that shame, when 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 it's it's the frantic drum beat that it's also marrying what you said there earlier on, Philippa, where you know they're all major moments. But then the drum the drum beat slows down for certain bits, and then up then for mm. for more high paced bits. But even though it goes up fast and then goes down, it's still a drum beat. Yeah. <laughs> so even when it's yeah, yeah. it's the lower pace, it's still there's still a sense of. She could kick off any yeah, second here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, and I think that's ads that have nailed the kind of emotional side of things as well. I think nine out of ten times you'll find they have a deadly track. And yeah. it's, you know, it builds and it builds. And then, yeah, it's, it's, I think with the other two we're going to look at as well, that's, that's the case too. So you can yeah. obviously tap into that sort of audio branding and build it all through that side as well. Yeah. But I think what we so apart from the the percussion bringing a sense of you know franticness to the piece, and also being able to speak for the characters, I think what it does as well is percussion is tribal. Mm. It always has been. It's such that's, a great point. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I think that's what like because trying to figure out how why you, always trying to deconstruct these being like in the pitch room like how did they get here how did they get to that great track and you could see them kind of build it it's tribal it's this kind of and that's why it feels frantic it kind of gets your heart going it gets your adrenaline mm. pumping it's rallying yeah. yeah it's rallying yes exactly it's the, the war drums you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's um and i just think that's it's just i remember seeing this for the first time and watching it like three or four times i'm like that is that is just fucking class okay. <laughs> and, and like when you think so about cool. it as in like i'm not their target demographic you don't yeah, yeah. me with a hurl um but <laughs> the you know for me to call it uh, that ad instantly the second i hear that drum beat i know what ad's yeah. playing i know yeah, what it's yeah. about i know the the catchphrase at the end you know it's yeah they've just nailed it in terms of Definitely. memory and association. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I think I, I was saying that I saw the newest iteration mm. of this, which is Minor Moments, I think is what oh, they yeah. called it. Yeah. And I saw it in the cinema and uh, I wasn't even really paying attention. And it's the, the trip to the trip to the, the, the match. I don't know if you guys have seen it. The trip to a match. And it's like this inter- intense internal monologue, which we've, we've had playing games. And then they break it at the end, be like, but you're dropped by your mother. And <laughs> yeah. it's like this. And I was like, oh, this is like, oh my God, that's so true. I know. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was the food. It was the cellophane on the food again. It yeah. was like, yeah, you're listening to like this intense music and building yourself up for this such important. And your mom's like, bye now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so funny because those things, like, and it, obviously this is the whole thing behind the campaign, but they might seem yeah. minor to say adults, but to a teenager, yeah. which is their target market for this, like they need to yeah. recruit teenagers into the GA. Mm. these things are huge and they're so yeah. embarrassing or they're so upsetting or they're you know they're yeah. just yeah they seem like life-changing moments yeah so it's just brilliant in terms of consumer insight definitely and i can't believe like it's eight years on i know i'm still nailing yeah and to be able to continue a campaign and actually just for it to to kind of build on that is the mm. sign of just a brilliant campaign yeah true a hundred percent. Yeah. Now that's a nice. great one for the archive. I can't believe nice. it's taking this long for someone to give it. Oh, I'm delighted. I was the first yeah. to give it. Because <laughs> yeah. we've talked about this ad a lot, uh, but it's never actually been been picked. Yeah. Uh, so it's delighted to actually it, it gets its day in the sun. Yeah. Sure. And I think it. I'm sorry. Well, the other two are not Irish examples, but I think it just shows. You know, we always say this, but like small but mighty country and agencies in Ireland that can create. I think that stands up against. We're going to look at another kind of sports ad in a minute, but it stands up mm-hmm. against kind of big global campaigns 
as effective, you know, it, it's just yeah. brilliant, yeah. I think as well the the truth in, in in youth sport, especially teenage sport, is if you replaced every single shot there with rugby in New Zealand or soccer in Brazil mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you know anything, the choice and what they've done is still perfect and it resonates globally. Yeah. Totally. So I just think it's our sport is what makes it so local. But if you that would you'd show that in America and you pick one of their sports that they understand. Yeah. So it's still perfect. Yeah. 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 The totally. insight's still true. Um, brilliant. Uh, well, you've 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 teed it up nicely for our second ad, uh, Philippa. What yeah. can we expect to see now? So next up, we have Nike Dream Crazier. So this was by Widening Kennedy, who are an incredible agency, and they do the big emotional ads just so so well. Like they're yeah, mm-hmm. they're just like full teen films. You know, they're amazing. And and obviously Nike are incredible at this. So they have their platform of everybody is an athlete, which they've gone used for years upon years now and everything comes from that brand purpose so i think linked to doing these emotional ads you tend to have to have well it works best if you have a really strong brand purpose that sits above the product but is ingrained into everything with the product too so um this ad is about kind of women being always called crazy if they want to push harder or be super ambitious or win things that women haven't won before competed in things that women haven't won before and i just think again it taps into a really um a really kind of relevant cultural moment in america and globally around kind of women being empowered but also it's a brilliant example how the product is in every single scene, but you don't feel like you're being sold a Nike product, but afterwards mm-hmm. you're probably going to buy a Nike product. Um, and just, yeah, again, how it taps into nostalgia, emotion, relativity in terms of you can definitely remember a time where you felt this, where you're, whether you're a woman or a man, where you were told you can't do something and you did it and mm-hmm. the sense of achievement. So again, it's those highs and lows in terms of emotion and contrast. Um, which makes this a great ad for me. If we show emotion, we're called dramatic. If we want to play against men, we're nuts. And if we dream of equal opportunity, delusional. When we stand for something, we're unhinged. When we're too good, there's something wrong with us. And if we get angry, we're hysterical, irrational, or just being crazy. But a woman running a marathon was crazy. Officials tried to pull her off the course. A woman boxing was crazy. A woman dunking? Crazy. Coaching an NBA team? Crazy. A woman competing in a hijab? Changing her sport? Landing a double cork 1080 or winning 23 grand slams, having a baby and then coming back for more? Crazy, 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 crazy and crazy. So if they want to call you crazy, fine. Show them what crazy can do. the one you were bowling no no the next no? one is 
Oh, wow. Okay. So it's all still to come. No, I think this one is a real, oh God, it just pumps you up. It's, um, mm. you get almost annoyed watching it. And, and then you remember all these moments through sport, which evoked such strong emotions around the world. Like from, yes, they're all related to women, but I think they're relevant to athletes in general, or just that sense of drive and ambition that individuals have. And then like, that, that frustration of being held back and um, so I think everyone can relate to it and think about a time in their life where something like this happened whether it was in sport or not um but no this is the one that made me cry this is the one that I think goes from being like super frustrating and you almost it almost evokes anger to then um hope and ambition and positivity towards the end and kind of this this ray of light of change coming through in terms of the sports world so it just does yeah does both those like things really really well yeah definitely i think um i think it's that kind of message that if like if you're an athlete competing at a high level you're in the top zero 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 one percent people mm-hmm. will call you crazy mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. when people as i was I'm reminded of something i used to be obsessed with when i was younger was reading about roger bannister breaking the four minute mile Mm-hmm. Um, first human to ever do it and like science was saying don't do this you yeah. will die yeah. your heart will explode <laughs> if you run at that pace yeah. and he was just a college student and he was just training during lunchtime and it, it brought into my head again I hadn't thought about it in a while except I was I'm watching that sh- I finished watching that show is it um, the LA Lakers the rising winning, winning time. dynasty winning time yeah. and the um, uh, Jerry Buss the owner he talks about how he was told it was crazy to get the LA Lakers to win anything. And he brings up Roger Bannister as this thing, just talking about everyone. Science was like, you'll be brain dead. You won't be able to pump oxygen to your legs and live. Don't do this. This is insane. And it's kind of like when you see that then laid out in one place with, yeah, this is particularly around women in sports, as they're told, there's all these barriers and they're insane. And it's like, you're crazy. Don't do this. Don't do this. And it's like, that's nearly... That's nearly a challenge for the mm-hmm. true athlete. If you mm-hmm. tell them you, they can't do something, that's where you get these insane performances and this insane, insane success that just nearly 100% of other people will not do, will yeah. not embark on because yeah. they can't. They're, it's just not It's not in them, you know? And it's just great to see that laid out um, of kind of dream crazier, making yeah. that a thing, like really isolating that most people who achieve it, insanely good results are told that's crazy yeah no one's gonna yeah. do that you can't and it's hold applicable your outside minutes, of sports you know? you know it's just something yeah. that yeah is 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 across the board um it inspires i think just general kind of hope and ambition yeah yeah i think just sport then obviously is just it taps into so much emotion because we see so much emotion laid bare and mm. laid bare and so much effort mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. getting to see it on camera but i think yeah i just think tapping into that the athletic successful mind of people doubting you really Mm. and embracing it with nike Mm -hmm. embrace this craziness with nike do your three training sessions a day we're here for that it just it's genius it's It's brilliant yeah because there's kind of other practical sides that they love so obviously i said that the product is in every single shot like Mm -hmm. they are decked out in nike but even from a production point of view okay leave aside the serena williams vo because i'm sure that costs a few quid right but without that that is existing sports footage that nike have just pegged together and everyone just happens to be wearing Nike now obviously again their sponsorship deals allow from that so you know all of that but 
production wise it's super simple it's just the power of again a good track a really strong vo Mm -hmm. and a really strong call to action and rallying cry at the end of it that makes it so memorable along with you know a plethora of amazing celebrities but um (laughs) you know it's 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 just really really simple and i think nike do this time and time again Mm -hmm. you know they have like the colin kaepernick one they have the tiger woods um when like just multiple ones or or even the the ad where they just had the young lad running up the road in nike gear yeah. you know where it was everybody's oh, that was, an athlete yeah. yeah you know they're just but yeah they just what's, they really tap into that emotion every single time of frustration or yeah but then leading you to kind of hope at the end of it or pushing you forward at the end of it but what's genius about this as well is if you're sitting at home and you've been thinking about running a marathon or maybe you just you're thinking about running mm-hmm. and then you go no no i'm gonna run a marathon your family will be like you've never ran yeah what are you doing yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it's that crazier yeah. and it's kind of like you, you you're like you're gonna come up against these obstacles if you try and achieve something that everyone around you doesn't perceive to be possible and it's being able to make okay so now if i'm gonna go run mm-hmm. a marathon i'm gonna go buy a pair of um nike air pegasus zooms because they're the best long yeah. distance running shoes because yeah. nike's there with me and yeah, i just you're going, think, who told me to do that who backed yeah, me who supported exactly. me and you're yeah. subliminally you're remembering it's yeah nike. definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and for nike have the best shoes anyway so yeah like, yeah and they, <laughs> and they have a new campaign and i'm gonna butcher this but i saw it yesterday i think it was um today was tomorrow and it's all about kind of putting things off and how yeah, yeah, to your yeah, point yeah. exactly there's going to be people who t- question yeah, you great. or tell you you mm-hmm. can't do something but you know you keep saying i'm going to do it tomorrow i'm going to do it mm-hmm. tomorrow well that's going to become today so just do it today and it links yeah, into yeah. just do it obviously that's great um so yeah, yeah no they just really can, again amazing platform that they just keep building and building and building on and they can do it in a really tactical way in store where they talk about just mm-hmm. do it in a more simple product focused way or then they bring it to life in such an emotional way through this mm-hmm. yeah the, no. the, there's a from a business point of view the this ad works really hard as well because it's just shown such the, the diversity of the range of mm-hmm. products that they have mm-hmm. they go from soccer to basketball to gymnastics uh, uh snowboarding you know it, it, yeah. it goes yeah. across the wide range so it's it's almost like they're almost like going whatever you want to fucking do we got we got your yeah. back we'll, we'll be there to help you yeah. every every step every uh, of the way so and and then the, the tra- as you said the track uh, it sounds like a little little vico eniando type of song with the strings and the piano mm-hmm. and, and everything together and sure that's just that's just advertising gold once you yes. once, once you mix all them with a, an emotional vo and and footage so that's a brilliant choice i actually hadn't seen that ad before so thanks for for bringing that one i i assume it came out in january at january it's yeah, that would have been a good, good release yeah, date yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why january. i remembered it because i just bought the new runners yeah 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 exactly yeah um, yeah they know no, what they're doing they, they know do. what they're they do they're amazing yeah yeah, yeah. they are yeah but no. sure half of half the challenge of getting good at a sport is buying the kit and sure like that's <laughs> that's you halfway there yeah. you know i know you don't even need to do the training just gotta look, you have the, look the part oh yeah once you have yeah. the treads that's the only reason i play tennis like the gear yeah. You actually don't play it. You just have the gear I just to go. play it if you want it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, Brilliant. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for that one, Philippa. Um, I can't believe it. We're already on the the last ad for 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 the episode. Um, 
So obviously we can expect to cry at this one. This is the tearjerker. If you don't both start crying, I'll just think you've heart of stone. No, um, (laughs) so this one is Google Parisian love. So I don't really think people associate Google with ads in terms of brand ads that you see. Mm -hmm. Um, But this was recently, I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago and this was played as an example of kind of creative excellence from the same lens as the other two in terms of emotion and memory, the product in every single scene but you don't even you barely notice it um, and just tapping into you know we were talking about in that session around tapping into those strong memories through life that everyone can relate to and if you can build brands around them then you're intertwining your brand into those significant moments in people's lives um, mm-hmm. and I think this does this amazingly it really coolly also was created by Google Creative Lab so they run this session where they get in students from design and um, and arts colleges in-house and they do a, some sort of internship. And this was two guys from that Creative Five, the group in this lab came up with this ad. And um, so cool. super low production value, sorry, super low production cost, high production value um, and done in-house. Yeah, I think Brilliant. it's just a gorgeous ad. And yes, I ball every time, but I'll put, I'll put it together okay. this time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go, Brilliant. here we go, here we go. That's, that's very yeah. nice. That's it's great, great, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's really, that's really well done. Definitely. Yeah, yeah so I think it just, as in, I, I kind of, it may, you come at the end of it going, oh my God, I probably couldn't live my life without Google, could I? Because yeah. every single moment yeah. in that character's life, it's just, I had to Google something. And if you, when you relate it back to your own life, you go, God, yeah, what did we do for <laughs> Google? And yeah. how did I come up with a gift idea for anyone before it, or that kind of thing. So. I just, yeah, I, I love it. It's so functional, but so emotional at the same time. Uh, like, yeah, it's, per- I'm sorry, I'm still digesting it because of how perfect it is. So I'm just even trying to analyze it. Like, it, that is what Google is. It's just an ad of, it's exactly, it's it's perfect. Like, just a no, search engine. It's yeah. just a search engine that yeah. you use to facilitate your story, not anyone else's. It's You don't need to be told, like, they're using... They're, they're not showing us from from a storytelling point of view we're not seeing a character we don't know who these people are we don't need to because you imagine yourself in it mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. you use google to to live your own life and by showing that in such a such a niche and uh, i guess narrow way through the search engine and letting us fill the blanks is just it's just amazing yeah that's 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 class i'd never seen that before that's really really good so good Whoa. it's a fill in the blanks that that, that gets me is it's yeah. like it's trusting the viewer to trusting that the viewer will f- 
you know fabricate this 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 rom-com <laughs> in their head uh yeah. you know just by by giving plot points um which which is lovely there's there's obviously it's class the fact that they only use the platform uh, i think that's that's really cool subtly they get they show you how you can use the platform in so many different ways between locations translations just general things tracking flights and all that but they did it in a very human way mm-hmm. where like this they misspelled the searches yeah a I few love times that bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was so good yeah but it's such a simple thing to do but and, it's and as you say it's it relatable it's it's you know one of the most hygienic products ever it's a search engine but yet they they just make you relate to it as a brand so much you know i don't think we no one ever takes a moment in their day to step back and go how much do i appreciate google but then you know <laughs> but when you watch yeah. this you go oh my god like i really i really do use it so much and it's been so integral to picking that restaurant i went to where something significant happened or taking that trip or whatever it was um oh my god i just think they've nailed it oh, i love the, the fact that it was done in-house and done on such kind of a in a hacky way, you know, using um, students they were working with. I just think that's so cool. There's a couple of other things. There's one, um, I love that even, like as Aaron said, trusting the audience, that they didn't put in when is flight AA21 landing. They just put in AA120. And yeah. it's like, yeah, that's what you do. Two, um, showing off what the product does in a sense of if you I would just have a screenshot here on how to assemble and it shows computer skateboard bike crib bread frame and it like shows oh yeah we're showing you a love like a love yeah. story in a very specific way but here's everything else it does yeah and yeah. then just from a storytelling point of view the one thing i really like is that this character googles what the other character says to him and it's yeah. more cute yeah. and i just think like him like I just love that they they did he did search it in French and it was like they kind of only really show it a little bit at the end it's just yeah I just think it's done it's it's so fucking yeah. nice you'd nearly swear one of the creatives had gone through this oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know it's so yeah. personalized and I yeah. think everyone can as you say it shows the drop downs just show you yeah. could be at any phase in your life it could be any significant yeah. decision you know it could be the car you're buying or whatever it is um, and actually I think Aaron that was a great shout around the different product features that they're all showing you know whether it's search or maps or whatever it is they yeah. all come to life through that so it's just so so smart um how they've interwoven it like is it mad that that this made you cry and you're just looking at someone's search stuff i know mm. like that's pathetic but yeah the <laughs> no, it's not I, 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 like i cry multiple times you know every time i've seen it yeah. um, <laughs> in public places um yeah 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 no it's just I don't know what it is. It's um, I, I just think it's brilliant, uh, and yeah, I think it's just so relatable. Um, but also so weird that we rely so much on the search engine. But we yeah, it's, it's very relatable. We've all gone to Paris and fallen in love yes. and well, uh, like, moved there. Course. I yeah. think a lot of people, a lot of people, like I was in a long distance relationship for a while. You know what I mean? Like, and that's now my wife and my, yeah. my son. So like, there's, like, you can relate. You know what yeah. I mean? You can relate yeah. to elements of it. And I think, uh, yeah, like, I think as well, what really does do it is the the soundscaping underneath. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of credit to be given to the actual um, uh, different sound, the Foley design. No, it's not really Foley, but just the the sounds, like even the baby crying at the end and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And the sound of the airplane, like that does a lot for this. Mm -hmm. I actually think without that, it falls a little bit flatter. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And Even actually, the sound of a cafe and stuff like that. It just really works. And on that, you know, when they're typing and you can sense mm. the hesitancy in the typing. Yeah. That's yeah, just yeah, someone yeah. typing on a keyboard, but you can, yeah. you create an image of that person in your mind yeah. of them going, yeah. oh, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? And yeah. then you go, I'll just Google it and see what happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like they build it through the simplest yeah. sound effects and, yeah. and obviously such a simple visual setup. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's Debbie. Loved it. Yeah, yeah no, great. You, you were talking about uh, emotional ads and, and how you love you love the emotional ads. And while this is an emotional ad, it's it's not your stereotypical one where, where say, if, I know we always use the example of John Lewis. Uh, they're probably like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the go to for uh, the whipping boy if you're if you're talking about uh, <laughs> uh, emotional ads. But it's almost like you know that they're going to they're trying to get something out of you. You know they're t- where this one is you don't you don't feel like you're being led down the garden path as in oh they're going to try and make me cry it's yeah. just it's just almost one one of those that that kind of blindsides you at the end and we've talked a lot about emotional ads on, on this podcast over the years and one thing that, that that kind of surprises us is you know emotional ads people are talking about these ads that make you cry but funnier funny ads or as exactly. it kind of make you angry, they're emotional ads as well. Oh yeah. But emotional yeah. ads are always lumped into, oh, they're the only ones that make it make you cry. Yeah. Is there is there other kind of emotion evoking ads that 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 you love as well, or is it, is it mainly the cry ones? That no, I love the funny ones, but I actually was think trying to find a funny one so that I wouldn't come across as just the person that cries at ads. Um, but no, <laughs> the um, no, but like as in the GAA one is like I don't know what that drives me, like hunger or ambition yeah. or kind of. And um, with equally exhaustion, I'm kind of, you know, it's just tapping into those strong emotions of which, um, you know, funny ones, humor is obviously so strong. I'm trying to think of a really funny one that I can think of. Um, no, oh, I love, actually, do you know what I love? <laughs> and this is really random because they're really functional ads, is the, and this is terrible, are they Lidl or Aldi, where they have the families on and they had, it's one of them, which one is, and one of them is the family from Cavan. And... Aldi. Is it Aldi? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Aldi, they yeah, yeah. like I love those ads because they're so yeah. human and just it's people naturally being funny. And I think especially say for ads specifically for Ireland, we've mm-hmm. a very specific type of humor. So to just use, you know, families from Ireland talking about kind of jibbing at each other, like you know, having little in jokes for their family and sharing that on an ad. It's so relatable, and I think it appealed mm. to like, multiple different kind of age groups and family types and everything. And um, so I love those. I, I love that kind of human humor, you know, where yeah. it feels very natural. Yeah. I think that that, yeah. that was a great one for me. Yeah, well, very think... difficult to even translate into a funny ad, though. If you, you know, when you're just capturing someone, as you said, the in jokes they can be they can be so in jokes that it's really hard to yeah to introduce the family, sell the product and get across the humor all within a 30 seconds oh i'd say box. that was almost complete fluke that that family ended up being gas you know they just yeah. that was probably just their dynamic and then they managed to pick it up but it, yeah. yeah it worked out really well because it is hard to frame humor and trying to be funny mm-hmm. can sometimes be the worst thing for a brand because <laughs> yeah how that, to that be funny be in an ad. <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's why there's less stand-up comedians than there is ad copywriters do you know what i mean like it's, yeah, it's a harder yeah, yeah. thing to do to structure a joke and you've got to put work in to understand yes oh this land will this not land um so i think yeah i think sometimes there's really funny ads where you can just get lucky yeah and you're like good research and good casting and like these these people are gas yeah people are yeah, going to yeah. appreciate them you know it's like it's like casting goggle box yeah it's the same thing exactly. you know what i mean you, you, the, the work goes in beforehand mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. 
but uh yeah no 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 i think we talk about it the whole time we just think uh humor we can't wait yeah. we, i think humor is hopefully going to start getting used more and more and more yeah um, do you guys have like, any particular oh, sorry i'm thinking of one i think it, the paddy power Colomini ad is amazing again because it's so yeah. linked to irish humor and that's, the irish nuance of you know i think yeah. the campaign was the british are coming um yeah. and so that was just it's just so weird and funny in the same yeah. way and like all the background yeah. characters doing all this random stuff i love that yeah brilliant so it's, it's funny we teed you up for this because tomorrow's episode which this will yours will be released in a week is is uh, my one i call it is the columnini one it's brilliant call it exactly. that yeah. okay yeah. well we, we won't spoil yeah. it but yeah yeah no, but, yeah. Um, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah yeah but um, that's great yeah because they they only re-released it again i saw but uh yeah that's a great one uh for us it's kind of like we we had um we had uh column from waterford whispers a couple of weeks ago and obviously what waterford whispers do is is hilarious mm -hmm. and he particularly just talked about um humor and ads and we had a good discussion around that and i just think there's so many funny ads out there but just it's always it's such a scarier place for brands to go yeah you know yeah. what i mean and i kind of i always equate it to if you're in a room of people and you're thinking about telling the joke it's terrifying if you don't know anyone <laughs> and you're like if, what if no one laughs what if yeah. no one laughs at my joke <laughs> then i now i'm the unfunny person mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah and then the, the real funny person might make fun of me then for the rest of the time there so and you I just have to be it's... so careful about kind of bandwagon jokes as well yeah you know as in a campaign should last for multiple years if it's good, right? Yeah. Um, and so you need to be careful of, say, something that's really culturally relevant, say, you mm -hmm. know, COVID's probably a great example. There were some, so many in-jokes during COVID that maybe if you made an ad about that, you can't reuse it now. And I'm not saying that yeah. was a very specific circumstance, but by jumping on really relevant jokes in the moment, yeah. you risk not being relevant in a short time in the future. Yeah. It, it's like if you all your copywriting is quoting TikTok trends. Exactly. You know what I mean? In, in about a year, in six months, even three months, no one's going to know what the hell it is. Mm -hmm. But um, I think the funniest ad me and Aaron ever saw was shown by Sean Early um, from Ten Teneo on the podcast, which was a really weird brand now for it to be the funniest ad, but it's Panda Cheese from the Middle East, wasn't it, Aaron? What, what it, it was an Egyptian ad, I think it was. Egyptian, yeah. sorry, not okay. Middle East, yeah. forgive me. And... It just, we ended up watching, so it was like all these little 15, super cut. super cut of all of them back to back, which made it funnier. Yeah. And yeah. like, it was, I think Aaron cried, cried with laughter. I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't talk for about And it's around long. this. It's I could actually look this up so after this. The symbol, the symbol of the, the, the cheese is a panda, okay. right? Yeah. And the concept is just around, you don't say no to panda. Okay. So it's just all these situations where people say no, they don't want cheese. And then they suffer the consequences okay. <laughs> <laughs> like in really well done really yeah. well done yeah, yeah, and yeah. i was like and the fact we'd never seen it was just yeah. uh yeah. It was hilarious yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. just the weird and wonderful can be brilliant as well you know something so Definitely, unexpected yeah. and just a bit wacky um yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm thinking back i think also to give props to our, our previous life erin i think mcdonald's have nailed humor at times as well like you know the the coffee one they released a couple of years ago which neither of us can take credit for, but they um, the when flat white was kind of 
starting and yes. they did the ad around it's just coffee jesus you know take it yeah um, that was yeah. a very good ad that was yeah really it was good brilliant actually. and it yeah. just you know again it just tapped into that kind of frustration of people being like yeah. oh my god why am i paying 350 for a coffee now and yeah. um, and and took the piss out of it and it, it was brilliant um, but right. and but equally linked the... back to the product so well yeah. and sell the product so well and yeah. mcdonald's has great coffee so they're exactly. allowed to take yeah. the piss out of coffee yeah. like if mcdonald's had terrible coffee i'd be like you don't know what it is exactly. but mcdonald's yeah. has yeah. great coffee yeah. <laughs> you don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah stop talking about this yeah, no but yeah, they, yeah. They, they they do and it was it was it's the whole i don't know if ego is the right word but when people when coffee becomes someone's identity and they they, they talk absolute like shite about it constantly <laughs> and you know almost have a thermometer in their pocket to make sure it's the right temperature and everything it's like they have their own weighing scales to do the yeah yeah I know, I know. so yeah, are, are you I, just I think talking about me <laughs> <laughs> well i think it, it just perfectly it was it was it was in that kind of that language about coffee yeah. is in the zeitgeist and they just they just punched through it and it was just perfect timing as well. Oh you know, yeah, they, exactly. That, yeah, that, yeah. that was it. released, you know, a few years earlier, or you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't have had the same impact. So yeah, no, that, that that's class, and that's just a really good that's a really good example of right pitch of humor. It doesn't have to be side spitting, yeah. but it, it it gets you enough that you go, yeah, that's you're that's just like nose. you're just like oh, I like them, I like that brand. Exactly, you know what so I mean? That's relatable. clever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Philippa, they were amazing choices and thank you very much for, for those. It was an absolute uh, pleasure to have uh, you on uh, on the show. Um, so, yeah, if if uh, if anyone was uh, so we're going to wrap up now, Philippa, is there anything you okay. want to give the floor to you? Is no, thank you so words? much. Um, love the, the concept for the podcast. And yeah, I think. Yeah, we all just need to keep watching all of these ads and constantly be yeah. inspired. But um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Lovely to speak with you both. No, it's an absolute Amazing. pleasure. And if, if you want to be constantly inspired, as Philippa says, you can subscribe on uh, iTunes, uh, anywhere you get your, your podcasts, um, or you can see the whole uh, episode. If you're listening, you can see the ads on workerfo.e forward slash podcast, where you have this week's episode, as well as the full archive from the last two years you can you can delve into. So thank you very much for, for listening. Uh, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we will see you again next week. Goodbye. Thank you.